What's, What's up, up? skis? <laughs> My name is Marco Dupla. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, y'all? Tonight's brew is from Sullivan's. It is a Maltings Irish Red. Um, St. Patty's Day was last week, and could have done a Guinness or any number of stouts. Or we have before, yeah, yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to do um, an Irish Red, and uh, so I grabbed this. Okay, late as we often are. Yeah. That's okay. Well, it was either that or uh, something so nondescript and random as to have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I, I dig went it. with this. Let's do it. <laughs> Couldn't find Orval. I was going. I was trying to find something for Orval because this Saturday mm-hmm. uh, is Orval Day, but uh, Total or not Total Wine, ABC doesn't carry it. So bummer. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. Sucks for them because apparently. They're cutting down on their, uh, you know what? Let's talk about this later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's on tap for tonight? I will continue with that thought. And superhero movies. Yeah. Everybody seems to be tired of them. You could say it's the superhero movie fatigue. Yeah. And so we're going to just talk about that a little bit. Okay. See, yeah, see, let's see, do see, see what's going on with that. And then what else? Uh, continuing the superhero conversation uh we also have some uh behind the scenes drama apparently uh for shazam shazam uh so we'll we'll be talking a little bit about that as well yeah and then whatever else whatever little nook and cranny we find ourselves slow week Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so we thought this would be fun yeah all that and more ready set this is episode 387 uh, six. Really? I think so. Yes. Chizzard was last week. Chizzard. So stupid. <laughs> so. Of the One Beer In Podcast. Yeah. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. Adam, you got a little bit more about what we're drinking tonight? I sure do. This is the Sullivan's Brewing Company, Maltings Irish Ale, batch brewed and hand-packed in Ireland. Brewing is in our blood. Uh, This does have a cold read. Maltings Irish Ale. Enjoy the canned version of our Maltings Irish Ale, our classic ruby ale with deep malt combining rich biscuit and gentle caramel notes. Visual, rich ruby color with good foam. Aroma, malt and fruit taste balance of blended malt with hop bitterness. Good body with a dry finish. This comes in at a 5% ABV. Right on. Right on, right on. 
So there you go. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Nice Look color on it. Ruby. That ruby red. Ruby. Ruby rod. Yummy. <clears throat> All right, let's get right into it. What's the last superhero movie you even saw? Eh, that's tough. <laughs> it was the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I think it was, actually. I'm trying to think if I caught up on... Oh, no, no, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I was just about to say it was definitely Wakanda Forever. Yeah, Wakanda yeah. Forever. In theaters, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> in the last couple of months, there's been a string of superhero movies to come out that have kind of been duds. And some people are saying that this may be the uh, uh, the coming of a new era, mm-hmm. the dawning of a new age. People are, you know, kind of getting tired of, of superhero movies, and they are voting with their wallet, as they say. Yeah. So there was... Uh, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Mm-hmm. That movie didn't do so hot, critically or... Well, I mean, those kind of movies are always going to do like, you know, two or three hundred million at the box <sighs> yeah, office. I was going to bring that up. It's like, uh, w- within comparison to other superhero movies that have come out before. Yeah, you know? I mean, the, the, the box office is relative to other superhero movies. Because right. for some reason, people will just... They'll just go. And they're always huge overseas, too, because they're big, you know, spectacles, which are huge. They're big overseas movies. Yeah. So, Quantumania, I guess we could pull up the the numbers for each of these movies, but there was Quantumania, (sighs) then there was, there was something in between Quantumania and Shazam, wasn't there? Or was it, I want to say there was three movies. Specifically in the MCU? No, it was Black Adam, the superhero movies. So, there was Quantumania, Black Adam, then Shazam. Right. These three movies have come out in the past couple of months, and all three of them have been panned at the box. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Black Adam first, then Quantumania, then Shazam. Mm-hmm. Black Adam was October 21st, 2022. Yeah. Uh, Silly of me. Uh, yeah. Silly of me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so basically all three of these movies have done very like poorly, critically. They've done the numbers... Um, like domestically and abroad, mm-hmm. and the their fan numbers, I guess the fan voting has been good for some of these movies. I guess that's the kind of that's that's how you know you've got yourself a bad movie is when <laughs> when the fans love it. Yeah, when everybody involved is like, yeah, but the fans loved it, and uh-huh. it's like, yeah, all right. Some movies, some movie. Listen, when it comes to critics, sometimes. They get it wrong. We sure. all know this. Oh, yeah, yeah, of right? course. And, and so I wouldn't put so much stock, especially nowadays, I wouldn't put too much stock into the critical reception, especially if, and I guess this is just a lesson for everybody, if you enjoy the movie, you enjoyed the movie. You don't need me or Adam or uh, A.O. Scott or Peter Traver to tell you that you enjoyed the movie, Okay. You enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Sure. But also, <laughs> if there's enough of them saying... I mean, it's not nothing, right? It's like, not we, nothing. We've had this conversation before about the value of critics in anything. Video games, movies, music, etc., etc. Yeah. It's not everything, but it's also not nothing. Like, these people generally know what they're talking about. What is always really interesting when 
something that you don't like gets a bad score and you go, see, told you. Yeah. And then right. something that you do like gets a bad score and you're like, they don't know shit. Yeah. They have no idea what they're a talking really about. A really good example of this is IGN just gave John Wick 4 a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you don't see anybody complaining about no. IGN <laughs> no. when, when they give a movie like... <laughs> of course not. Of course but not. man, oh man, if they give a... If they give if they would have given John Wick like a like a seven and a half or an sure. eight, which sure. it probably is. Typical IGN. Yeah. I can't wait to see that movie, though, just to see. Like, is it really I, the best in the series? The fourth movie listen, being the best in the series? Listen, I'm trying to temper my expectations. But they are not the only ones to say it is a standout, great action movie. That's pretty. That's amazing. I am excited. Yeah. It's gotten me more excited, <laughs> even more excited than I was. Because, of course, I'm excited to see John Wick 4. Mm, yeah. But, you know, 3 was okay, you know? Yeah. I feel like 2 is better than 3. And 2 is better than 3, I think. Yeah. 1 is still the best. 1 is still the best. But if four can be a, a, a close number two, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean. A number four that's up there with the original? Yeah. I mean. It's crazy. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. You got to love that they're still putting as much love and heart into these movies. Sure. Four movies in, when they could be phoning it in. Right. They're, they're still doing, they're trying to make the best action movie that they can make. Well, and we'll see that. once we actually watch it, but it maybe this is a good example of what the Marvel movies especially aren't doing very well right now, which is expanding their world and making it coherent and still interesting yeah, and not just making it a cluttered mess. Well, I'm, I mean, I guess that's the thing is I'm trying to really wrap my head around what they can do to improve the MCU. The DC universe is, 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 they, they've already said, and we've talked about what James mm-hmm. Gunn wants to do with it. So I'm not even going to talk about like the um, consequences of Shazam not doing well or Black Adam not doing well because they're not even really in their long-term plans. Sure. So who gives a shit when it comes to DC's uh, overall reputation? It doesn't really matter. <clears throat> I mean, as far as superhero movies are concerned, it is interesting to see people turn on these movies. I mean, film Twitter is just ripe with with opinions yeah <laughs> that's I something just stopped ripe. right there <laughs> yeah it's ripe opinions good and bad about superhero movies i mean there's this whole obviously a contingency of people mostly snyder fans who are very vocal about this have you seen this thing with james gunn and his wife yeah 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 i did see that tweet we could take a little detour there okay this person was like he was talking about something else and they just were like I think maybe it was a picture of him. It was on the red carpet for Shazam yeah. 2. Yeah. And, and he, it, it and was him and his wife. Yeah. And, or, or I think they were like in a limo or something on the way. That, that's what it was. Yeah. They were in a limo and they were, you know, having a good time. And then right. somebody had to be like, I see you having a good time there. <laughs> I need to ruin that real yeah. quick. Yeah. And he comments and says, just stop casting your wife and stuff. In everything, every DC movie. And he says... I only casted her in one thing. Everything else, I have no, I had no part in. Yeah, and uh, that started this whole discourse around him and around like nepotism and you know directors being in their own movies and mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. And it was just, I don't know, man. It was just really interesting because a lot of people were like saying the obvious, which is like you don't say this to any other director that does this. It, it's just. 
when fans, especially um, superhero movie fans, comic book fans, they get online and, and first of all, they think they could just say whatever the hell they want to people. And it's, it's I think they're like, they got to be some of the most disrespectful people <laughs> yeah. oh, on yeah. the planet. Yeah. And they they come at these people with, with like, without an ounce of evidence, they're just their own assumptions and they're just like, this is, this is, this feels I, right. Yeah. Like the same thing with uh, the guy David Sandberg, I guess David mm-hmm. F. Somethingberg. Yeah, yeah, I think you, I think you got that right. The director of Shazam, David 2. F. Sandberg. Yeah, David F. Sandberg. He also has been very vocal on his Twitter about how the reception to his movies, good and bad, has been exhausting for him mm-hmm. as a director. He's like. You know, I love the fans. I love people who appreciate these movies, and I want to continue to to uh, entertain people. But the discourse is exhausting. Yeah, you know, people and and uh, to his point, he he types out this long fucking Twitter thread, and then almost immediately there is a subreddit dedicated to David F. Sandberg. Uh, calls out fans or or calls you know says is shitty to the fans or something like yeah. that and then he reposted that and was like see I I this was in like within minutes of me posting <laughs> yeah, of this course. thread and there's already a sub thread a yeah. subreddit and uh, you know to to the the um, the subreddits benefit not benefit credit, credit mm-hmm. the moderators of that I sound like such a fucking nerd the moderators <laughs> of the subreddit. Uh, the you got permabanned. They took down the thread yeah. because they were like, you're right, this was a gross uh, mischaracterization of what you said, sure. and we apologize. But that's how quickly these things happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that reminded me recently, uh, the director of Happy Death Day and uh, Freaky, mm-hmm. Christopher, well, what's his name? Christopher Landon. Christopher Landon. I follow him on Twitter because I'm a big fan of those movies. Uh, he recently came out with a project on Netflix called We Have a Ghost that apparently didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. And This is my first time hearing about it, so... Yeah, exactly. So people were letting him know how much they hated it. Sick. And so I think he kind of had enough and, and essentially tweeted the same thing. Like, if you ever feel like you need to communicate to any creator how much you hate their project, maybe think about it before you do that for a yeah. second. Yeah. Because if you're not, like... If you're just doing it out of hatred for the thing alone, like that's not helpful to anyone. No, like we're you know again the the typical thing of we're people too, you know. Like yeah, we see this stuff, so maybe stop. Don't don't do that. There's never a reason to. There's never ever a reason to tell somebody how shitty you think their thing is without any kind of. Um, constructive criticism or any kind of like helpful and even then you know there are times where it's like I didn't ask you oh yeah no you know like of course you are the consumer of the thing Uh, if I were to have made a movie and you paid a ticket for it I personally feel like you have a right to tell me what you think of the movie yeah yeah I'll take that but you know you don't don't have to be yeah you don't got to be mean yeah (laughs) You can, just, you can do that in a constructive way that is polite while also saying, you know, didn't like this very yeah. much. But some people, a lot of people, most people, don't think about that when they're online. True. You know, I know I've definitely said some shitty stuff. I've never added anybody and was like, hey, you, 
this is what I think of your movie. I mean, yeah. I've obviously shared my shitty opinions online, but I've never been like, you know, at Chris Brown, I think you're a bad person, right. even though I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you would instantly get swarmed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> don't put his name in the hashtags. No. <laughs> I don't want to no. deal with that. No. Ain't going to do that. Uh, but... You, yeah, you have a right to say how you feel, but you don't have. No one has a right to just be shitty to somebody for no reason. And and David F. Sandberg has talked a lot about how, you know, that happens to him. And I'm sure every other director who directs these movies and has to deal with, you know, people not not loving your adaptation of something that they, you know, grew up with or sure. really love. I was gonna say, especially in such like a incubation chamber that is. Uh, superhero movies yeah it's such a i mean it used to be such a small thing yeah a subsect of humanity that is now exploded it is it's really actually kind of fascinating to think about and to observe yeah how niche comic books in general just the entire culture of comic books and like nerd culture as a whole used to be yeah. It was just such a small little weirdo community. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, it was just, I mean, it's crazy to think about, man. It's just crazy. Well, now about. that's sort of broken off into its own subsects within itself. You right. know, it's like, oh, what, what kind of comics are you into? Yeah. Are you a comic book reader or are you a strictly a movie You're a comic book person? eater? Are you a comic book eater? <laughs> you may want to see somebody about that. Um, you're going to be on Maury. Do you have a problem. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it has gotten so much even deeper into the minutia of like what, what this thing can be. Mm. And I think that drives people to be even more, we'll call it passionate, but that can also lead to hatred, mm-hmm. uh, and, and fanatical about the thing they like so much. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I appreciate the passion that people have for these kinds of movies and, and, um, you know, it, 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 it does drive creativity forward in, in in positive instances, but mostly it's just kind of like put a lot of people on their back foot and have to react now as mm-hmm. opposed to create things because they enjoy them or create things, create unique things like the Multiverse of Madness, I think is a good example of like all of these people they want these movies to be different. They want yeah. them to stand out. They want creativity. And then when Raimi does something that you and I both agreed was like a, a really good left turn out of the universe while still playing within this playground, but being like the weirdo on the jungle gyms going yeah. like, yeah, this is a, this is a e- funny yeah, way. Yeah, eating their comic books. Eating their yeah. comic books, yeah. yeah. Hanging upside down and eating comic books. And, and all these people were like, no, that's not how to do it. And it was like, the movie was great. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't, what do you guys want? So that's, I guess, where we land on this, or where I land on this, is it's hard to, I don't know what people want with these movies. I guess I mean I, that's a, that's a loaded statement. Yeah. Because there's there's so much that people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I guess where do people where does the consensus think that these movies should go? Because a lot of people think that they should just stop them. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. No, I I uh, I found this article on uh, Slash Film by Jenna Bush, 
uh, the that, Jenna Bush, the Jenna Bush that is that's it t- entitled. It's time for superhero movies to take a nice long break for their own good. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I mean, she has a, a ton of really good points that I mostly agree with. You know, including there's too, too much behind the scenes stuff to do with it. Yeah, uh, we just spent 20 minutes on the behind the scenes. Right, too too, too much CGI. Movies. So that's been a big issue recently of like Marvel struggling to get these projects even finished, let alone look good. Yeah, <laughs> on top of it. Uh, so that's a big one. So there's a lot of homework that you have to do. For all these movies too, so having to like to go back and you know, we talked about this before yeah. too about yeah. how it's a pro and con the MCU the further it goes along because it's like okay this is like reading a, a novel series that you need to keep up with every book yeah. if you miss something you're gonna be missing pieces. Um, too much multiverse. We're getting now into this multiverse explosion, including in DC. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see. Okay, so uh, her complaint here, which is, I, I think, probably my biggest complaint of all these movies, is that the plot ends up being more so about what you need to know for the next movie. Right. And, and not about the movie itself. Right. You know? Right. Or at least so much of it is taken up by setups for something else. Yeah. When it should just be... A self-contained thing yeah that that's a really good one because when you think about the first two or three phases of marvel they had an end goal in mind an end, end game, game if you mm. will and it all worked because they had that goal in mind right? right and but each one of their movies was like standalone adventures and then there was a but but you could see the machinations in the background and then once they all kind of came to fruition with Infinity War and Endgame, I mean, it was just like such a perfect like crescendo of all of these things. Yeah. And they just haven't been able to top it since. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really annoying that it, it feels like they let the genie out of the bottle with the Avengers movies. Where yeah. it's like, well, we have to have all these team ups now. Like there's no way to do just, you know, a story with these characters, like an individual character on their own. Yeah. <clears throat> um, which makes me worried for something like Blade. You know, like, just make it about Blade. Yeah. Just make a Blade movie. If you want to do, like, a post-credit scene in, in the great uh, uh, heritage of Blade movies that always had something like that, mm-hmm. then do that and add something to that that hints towards some kind of crossover or whatnot. Yeah. But make the movie about the character. Yeah, I mean, Blade needs all of the help it can get just making sense within the world that they've built sure when you watch the original trilogy it's a world unto itself so it's fine you can just you buy that immediately because it's a world with vampires that's fine but having to fit that in this world where we've already seen i mean what a decade and a half of these movies we know what the world is right there has been not one mention of, of vampires. vampires or even the supernatural i mean i guess there's magic now sure yeah there's but, magic but there's not there like, was a zombie ghouls and <laughs> there was a zombie yeah. but that was a zombie through the magic mm. of you know this sorcerer not just there the are, undead there are witches we have witches we do have witches now we do have witches yeah. they we fly have, now we, they, <laughs> they fly now they fly now we have one witch 
right? Two. And I guess there's a brood of witches yeah, from yeah, years yeah. past. Yeah. We have two witches, right? Mm-hmm. Um, At least. But for the most part, we've got no real, no real mention of like the supernatural. Truly supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Because even even Scarlet Witch, she's a witch, but she got her powers through the stone. If right. in this universe, right? Yeah. That's how she got her powers. She yeah. was exposed to the uh, the soul stone or the power stone. And I can't remember which one it is. Power stone! <laughs> uh, but, so that, even that's not really, she wasn't like. They explain it away as not being like. Magic. Spiritual. Yeah, yeah. it's not, yeah, it's yeah. not otherworldly. Right. It was something within this universe that, that gave her those powers. Well, that's true for anything that is supernatural in this universe right all the mcu stuff has been because of a stone yeah or everything's alien technology by, yeah or, exactly yeah. nothing's just been born unto this world of like yeah this person just there are ghouls thing. yeah <laughs> there's no ghouls goblins yeah yeah well yeah. We, we haven't even real. i mean i guess technically we haven't really gotten a mutant yet right like technically namor is a mutant they confirmed sure that. sure but like but not, I mean, not really. We haven't gotten the mutant. They've called him a mutant, yeah. but like, but not like, not like an X Men, not in mutant. the X Men way, yeah. Right. It's not, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. This it's going to be tough. But then that's what's really exciting about this next phase is it, it seems to be that in the next couple of years, they're going to kind of introduce some more like well-known characters. So we'll get the X-Men, we'll get Fantastic Four, we'll get Blade and stuff like that. And I think that even though there is like a lot of superhero fatigue, especially MCU fatigue, because Marvel is this juggernaut. True. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that they still got some uh they still got some fighting. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll but right see. now, it's still it's it, I don't know it's, it's, I, I get it though. I get it. It's t- it's tough to see, man. If you would have told me that this is how I'd feel about like the latest MCU properties in 2019, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so would have been, yeah. It, 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 I mean, okay. So Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods mm-hmm. has been uh, plagued by bad reviews and a lot of like uh, uh, background drama of this movie yeah. too. Yeah, a lot of shit with Zachary Levy. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. not Oish. the coolest dude on the planet. Uh, this is this is what we're finding out. Yeah, yeah. Or Levy is it Levy or Levi? I think it's Zachary Levi. I always say Levy when I see the name, but okay, it's Levi. It is Levi. I'm thinking of how people say it on like TV shows and stuff. Yeah, Levi, Zachary Levi. Yes, but I'm used to Levy. Yeah, it should be Levy. The guy with the eyebrows, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spells it with a Y though. Oh, maybe that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a levy or levi please let us know yeah yeah uh so zach we'll just call him zach yeah little zacky boy zacky zacky not L. the coolest dude apparently mm. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of what kicked off some of the some of the um shittiness around the movie sure there was a drama about something he posted on instagram yeah. was it um he's definitely like an anti-vaccine guy it was yeah it was something that alluded to vaccines being bad yeah he's like a you know face diapers kind of dude yeah well some people were saying mind you he hasn't elaborated on this from <clears throat> what i know uh, i think they told him hey shut up yeah, shut up. It was posted on Instagram. Some executive just grabbed him by the throat and was like, oh, "You fuck this up for us." Um, 
Yeah, so he hasn't elaborated from what I've seen, but people have interpreted what he said because it was something along the lines of like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies are evil or something. Well, he's not wrong about that. Right, and and that's how people were kind of, you know, explaining it away to say that it's not that he's anti-vax, it's just that, you know, he, he thinks that the pharmaceutical companies are trying to make bank and you know they're helping to do that by continuing the vaccine push and mm. et cetera, et cetera. So well, yeah, just, the, the the language gets a little gets a little hairy. Yeah, I just want to give that side of the story because I know some people are probably saying that's not what he's saying. Yeah, no, that's fine. But, hey, listen, yeah. I'm not I'm not ca- uh, casting judgment on this dude because I've not done enough research to have a feeling one way or the other. I just saw something in passing, and I know that that has contributed to some of the bad press that Correct. this movie has got. Correct. So it started it with controversy yeah yeah uh which had been brewing before based on some behind the scenes things that were happening Mm -hmm. since the first shazam apparently yes yeah yeah Yeah. since even before black adam yeah and then we get black adam and we get all of this controversy with the rock who apparently i mean i guess we we've talked about the rocks like um like pseudo coup of dc <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um which didn't work it was a failed coup and now we're, we're we're seeing the um the ripple effect the ramifications the repercussions yeah of his reverberations take- reverberations i uh-huh. think is better of his failed takeover of dc because uh, he he mean he, i mean he was just so God damn, if you see some of his old posts and some of his old videos about it, he's like, the hierarchy of power at DC is about to change. And you're like, what are you going to do there, man? What are you about to do? Are you going to punch Zach? I'm kind of scared for the people who work there. <laughs> and uh, so you, first, you, you get all of these these things where he's like, he's vetoing these ideas. He doesn't, it's been well known. And I don't know if they're, if this is 100% true. But people have talked about it as if it is true. And it has become the stuff of legend that in his contract, he cannot lose a fight. Mm. Right? This yeah. is this is a well-known internet thing. Sure. we've No one's read his contract, so I don't know if it's true. Yeah. But everyone speaks of it as if it's true. So if it is true, that's really interesting. <laughs> Whenever he's in action movies, like he can't lose a fight. So how do you write around that? Sure. How do you write a villain who is supposed to lose at some point? That he can't lose the fight. It's it's like in right. wrestling where he can never lose clean. He has mm. there has to be some kind of outside interference. Right, right. Or be the bad guy. That that was a recent tweet that I saw. Uh, that he can't be the bad guy. That he can't be the bad guy in a movie. And well, that makes sense as to why they why Black Adam is what it is. Right, right. Which I think was exactly what they were getting at. They put in comparison, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wasn't sure if he should be looked at as the Terminator, you know, like that's one of his first big movies yeah. ever. And he did it because, you know, he thought it was good and it ended up being great and it was a launch pad. But it was because he took the chance on being looked at as the bad guy or looked at as a character that he didn't necessarily want to be forever. I mean, he was that character forever, mm-hmm. but, you know, it led to greater things, whereas <laughs> The Rock. His career, of course, is astronomical. Like he's a he is a superstar. There's no questioning that. But as far as like you know, credentials go as an actor, 
you know, we look at even like Cena above him. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and it's all because of choices like that. Yeah. Where they, they can be looked at as foolish in their roles. They can be beaten. They can be bloodied and bruised in their movies. They can be the bad guy in, in movies. They can show vulnerability. That's really, right. it's, he, he, his cachet is bulletproof right yeah. now. Yeah. And it's, I think it's ruining, it's ruining everything that he's doing. Well, it's boring. It, yeah, just so boring. Here's the thing, man. The Rock, one of the, <clears throat> he was already a megastar at this point, but he wasn't a super, super, superstar until he got into the Fast and the Furious universe. And what is his best role, really? Is Fast Five. Yeah. His best, in my opinion, his best performance as an actor is Fast Five. Mm. And for three quarters of that movie, he's the villain. Yeah. He's he's like he's not a corrupt cop, but he's like, we're rooting for the bad guys in the movie. So essentially that makes him the bad guy because yeah. he's the super good guy. Sure. And he's amazing in it. He's perfect for that role. He's a dickhead. Yeah. But he's still charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah. He's like no holds barred, like fucking chewing on barbed wire kind of guy. And you're just like, this guy fucking sucks, but he's awesome. Yeah. You love to hate him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's his best role. Yeah. And it's just ironic that he he took that and he was like, I'm never going to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Too close. Too close. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm -mm. And he's just been the opposite of that. Even in the movies, even in Fast 6 and 7. He, he they make him a good guy and he's yeah. like now he's he basically just is the rock after yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaves off the beard. He's just like he's just it's just like it's just so boring. Like you said, it's just yeah. uninteresting. They only give him shades of that when he's like, you know, joshing with the guys. Yeah. You know? Some bitch. Yeah. We get a little some bitch every now and then. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you're not gonna get it back. Uh-huh. You're not gonna get it back. Uh-huh. So now we've got his decisions as Black Adam and what that did to the movie itself. Then we also get the fact that like he he vetoed apparently Zachary Levy Levi damn it <laughs> his Shazam he didn't want to cameo in his Black Adam movie yeah and it was specifically because he wanted a showdown between Black Adam and Superman right and that's not even to say what happened with Henry Cavill and how The Rock is responsible sure. for that stuff so we sure. won't even get it that's a whole sure. other can of worms yeah, yeah but yeah he wanted to have a showdown with Superman. He wanted to skip the entire, and this, all of this, this this crap lets you know, it really does let you know, I can't, we can't speak to The Rock's intentions or if he is actually a good or a bad dude, but what I can say is like, this is pretty clear that he had no interest in telling a good story. No. All he wanted was to make his character and himself by proxy look big larger than life he wanted to have his own franchise he wanted to have like a fucking trilogy of movies where yeah. where he's the hero in these it's like your your character only exists as the foil mm-hmm. to Shazam so how can you it it's idiotic to think if this is real that someone in a boardroom or some exec or some writer was like Rocky you know what would be really cool <laughs> is if Zachary Levi, we got him in the other room, by the way. He's like right down the hall. If he cameoed in in the in you know, cause you're and he's just like, what? <laughs> who's that? <laughs> What's Shazam? Yeah. <laughs> and who's Zachary Levi? Yeah. And why is he so close to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
He smells like poor. <laughs> how many how many franchises has he done? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, it's rough. That's rough. Uh, I think we 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 see some some breaks in the armor of yeah. of old Rocky, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's frustrating to see as a fan, you know. Yeah, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him do bigger and better things, but <clears throat> I don't want him seem. I don't want to see him being an asshole. It seems like he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with him being like a charming kind of douchey dude. That you know, his character is always that. Sure, and that's what we fell in love with. But it seems like he's actually not a good dude. I shouldn't say that. That's a little harsh. We Just don't seems know. like his ego has inflated to the point that he can't see past his own right, ambitions. Right. Right to tell a good story, like well, after this movie, like what does he do next? Another Kevin Hart movie? I, I don't know. Who you knows? Know? Who knows where where his career goes from here? I mean, hopefully, I hope, I genuinely hope that the failings that he had recently have gotten him to a place where he realizes he needs to do something different. But he hasn't though. There's that there's that interview with him on the red carpet at the Vanity Fair thing uh-huh. when they asked him. They asked him straight up about the reception of the movie and he's just like, "Ah, you know, critics didn't like it, but the fan score was like in the 90s." That lets you know that all he's looking at is these numbers, these Rotten Tomatoes numbers, these box office numbers, and he's trying to spin them in a way that won't hurt his feelings. Yeah, and won't hurt his reputation. <laughs> yeah. And ego. <clears throat> and ego. Yeah. But we'll, his reputation we'll has taken a hit, definitely. Yeah. When people talk about The Rock, it's not in, not right now, it's not in very glowing terms. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the issue is when you kind of bring all this back, is you stepped into this world where the fan base is way different, right? Mm-hmm. You can do these one off movies here. Here. You can do bad action movies for the rest of your life. People are going to sure. like you, The Rock, as a person. Yeah. But when you step into the shoes of a character that people like, love, that's a whole other that's a whole other thing, man. Yeah. You have to you have to treat that thing with respect or people will turn on you. These yeah. nerds will not let you live. No. And that's like when you see how Chadwick Boseman uh how the respect that he had for Black Panther or Robert Downey Jr. with the respect he had for Tony mm-hmm. or John Berthal with the respect he has for the Punisher character. Sure. That's why these guys are so beloved. Not just their performance. It's that they gave a shit about telling the right story. Well, and it's not about their personal ego either. It's about making a good character mm-hmm. and doing well to that character, you yeah. know? Right. And, and thus to the fans. You know, I, I think it says a lot <clears throat> if you're willing to bend... The character to your own will for yourself as opposed to bending yourself into that character to make it make sense and, and make it work right uh so yeah i i just like you said the point of years i know like like you said i think it's just the ego thing i, I really think that's clouding a lot of his judgment and choices and i hope he snaps out of it because i'm you know we're both big fans mm-hmm. uh so i i don't know i mean i i I think he has the ability to do better than what he's doing right now. Yeah. So. The hell? What the hell? It said quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that it's clip great, resurfaced? I love that clip so much. I mean, we saw that clip years ago when it yeah. came out, but like just seeing it again is oh, just really nice. It's refreshing, really right? It is. It, it feels is. good. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. 
talking about Tyrese's album, <laughs> Black right? Rose. Black it's Rose. Black Rose. Just be called Black Piece of Dog, dog Shit. shit. <laughs> He said, as he's walking away, he's like, I will never forgive that motherfucker. <laughs> That's such a funny For wasting thing. his time. I'll never forgive you <laughs> for making me listen to this album and waste my time with this shit. It's not even God old dog shit. damn. It's, it's new dog <laughs> shit. New dog shit. It's the biggest piece soft. of dog shit. Soft. Yeah. Soft dog shit. Man, everyone's laughing, but it's the biggest piece of dog shit. God, that was so funny, man. God, it was so fucking mean too. Yeah, it was very mean, very mean. <laughs> and that was right in the middle of like all that. Yeah, all that drama. real life beef. Yeah, the drama. It's just so funny that he was like, "I don't give a fuck about Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it by name. I'll say his album. I will dog it. I don't give a fuck on camera. Yeah, what is Tyrese going to do to me? Yeah, <laughs> to the world, and then posted it online. Like, what? Oh. What? What are the consequences to me saying that Tyrese sucks? None. Tyrese crying. That's it. On camera. That's it. Yeah. Ah, oh, Tyrese. Mm. He should have just stuck to being an R&B singer, man. Yeah. 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 You know? Not according to The Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess that's true. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Sorry. Sorry, Tyrese. It's okay. He doesn't. He, he doesn't need it. It's okay. He's doing fine. I think he's okay now. <laughs> yeah, he's probably doing. Yeah, fine. he's done a couple more Fast and Furious movies since then. So that's all he's ever gonna do, and that's fine. It pays the bills. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's what I would do. That's why he got so emotional. He thought the ship was sinking. Yeah, that's but what. It, yeah, yeah, now like, that's please not. Please don't take this away from me. Uncle Vinny's back. You well, know, it's it's fine. And he just rides him, man. You should see his comment section. He's just such a. Look, he knows where his bread's buttered. That's right. That he does. He's not a dumb man. Mm-mm. He's not a <clears throat> dumb man. I guess I posed the question to you. Are you exhausted by these movies? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Absolutely. Uh, like I was saying, I, I, was, we, I feel like we both were so into the MCU at the time. Yeah. You know, when, back when we were reviewing like Endgame and stuff. Like it was, I could not be more <gasps> excited Excuse for the me. future. Of the MCU. Yeah. And as the years have passed, my attention span has just dwindled for these things. Yeah. And I mean, to the point where, I, you know, I'm not seeing all the movies in theaters. And in fact, I'm not seeing all the movies, period. Because mm-hmm. I, I frankly don't feel like wasting my time anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm not I'm not a completely lapsed fan. Like if something comes out and gets really good reviews or. You know, there's a big buzz about it, or like it seems like it's actually consequential to the future of, of the franchise. You know, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. But until then, I really don't care. That's specifically for the MCU. Now, for the DC EU, is that what they're going? I uh, know. I think they're I calling it DCU. Something else. The DCU. The DC EU was the old thing. Right. So I think it's just the DCU now. Is that? I no, think it's something no, else. No, the DC. No. Ah, fuck. Whatever it is. The James Gunn called it something. The he, James Gunn Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which includes his dumb wife. Yeah. God. She's in everything. Oh. I didn't even know that was his wife in Peacemaker. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome in that. She's, she's great. She's in perfectly it. Yeah. cast. Yep. I think she she nails that shit. Yeah. You fucking nerds are so stupid, weird, man. Stupid. Clearly what? just looking for something to complain about. Well, yeah, I mean, they clearly just don't like James Gunn as a person. Mm-hmm. They don't want him in this universe, and so they're going to use that against him. But it doesn't... I mean, a lot of people pointed out that 
like Snyder's wife is the executive producer on all his projects. That doesn't sure. no one cares about that. Yeah, you know, there's a ton of producers and or, or, I'm sorry, there's a ton of actors that use uh, goddamn directors, ton of directors that mm-hmm. use the same actors in their movies. Yeah, <clears throat> nobody had a problem with that, or put themselves in the movies themselves, or put themselves in the movie. Yeah. And no one has a problem with that. But for some reason, this guy can't put his wife in one thing without it being like, oh, it's because they're fucking. It's like, <laughs> Clearly. Uh, it'd be one thing if she was terrible If she in it. sucked, then yeah, we yeah. would have this conversation. But she's great in it. Yeah. yeah. She does what she's supposed to do. She's, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one I was really like, I didn't even know. I didn't know where all that came from. And I was like, I didn't even know that was his wife. Then I found out it was her. And I was like. She was great. I don't. Yeah. What, what are you? Well, like you said, about? you didn't even realize. So if you were looking for like, why is she casting this? This sucks. Yeah. And you find out, oh, it's because that's his wife. Then I think you would have an argument. Right. But yeah, no. But yeah. I, but silly. From my perspective, the the reshaping of the DC universe, whatever it's going to be called officially, has me more excited. Yeah. So. You know, genuinely, I am curious to see what this Flash movie does. Uh, I, after all this wait, after all the controversy, mm-hmm. I think I'm more curious about this movie than I am for anything on the slate for the MCU. I think a lot is hinging on how well this, this movie does. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whether that's to, whether I should count that or not because it's based on more the state of the DC universe and the controversy surrounding it, uh, then actually caring about the storyline, you know, Oh, I couldn't give two flying fucks about the storyline. Yeah. I, I understand if you don't think that should count, but I, I'm still super interested in seeing where this thing goes and the trajectory that that takes this universe. Cause I get the feeling a lot is hedging on this. Yeah. Did you watch the flash TV show? Was yeah. it you who watched it? Yeah. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I fell off like everyone else did, but yeah. for a while there, it was really good. Uh, same with Arrow. Yeah. Both of those, good TV. Yeah. Good TV very early on. I can't recommend it past a certain point, but, it, you know, it, it turns into, like, comfort TV, you yeah. know? Yeah. So. I'm going to say something that people aren't going to like. Okay. Uh, I never liked The Flash. <laughs> okay. He runs fast. Yeah. Well, and that's why they they make him OP, you know, like because running fast alone isn't enough, right? Yeah. So like he has to be able to traverse time and space with that. But once he can do that, and now mind you, everything that's about to come out of my mouth is the ignorance of someone who doesn't know anything about the Flash. Sure. So he can be upset with me about what's what what is about to transpire. <laughs> But once he's written that way, what's interesting about him? He can he can run backwards and 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 I'm and the backwards go. man. <laughs> backwards man. <laughs> he can he can time travel. He can run so fast. He, he can go, time he travel. He goes into different universes. He can he can he can vibrate at a speed that lets him go, go through, through walls. walls through people. I mean, what can't he do? And at that point, who who can stop him? Well. <laughs> this is where you got to know about stuff, but there are specifically people out there to stop people who do that sort of traveling through universes because you're not supposed to because it can ruin timelines. So there's like almost a specific like the space police. Basically, yeah. 
a space force, if you will. Um, is that what the speed force is? Maybe. <laughs> uh, but yes. So there, for oh. every for every question, there is I an answer. That, that was like a. <laughs> For every question, there is an answer, I promise you. I thought the Speed Force was like a thing that he tapped into. Sort <laughs> of like uh, like the sun, like the sun for, for, for Superman. That like it's like a power that he taps mm-hmm. into. Or like the Green Lantern. He has to re he has to re-up on his Green Lanternness with the fucking lantern. Well, <laughs> the the speed force, I just had to look up the actual definition of it. It is it's like the it's like a the wormhole he goes through. It's not actual like people. Okay. There, but there is a specific, we'll say, enemy that's out there that, if you continue to do that too much, they will catch up with you, and stop catch you. Catch up with you. Yeah. Fast. Exactly. And there are plenty of other speedsters as well that can run crazy fast. You know, maybe I should do more research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. all sounds so silly to me, honestly. Yeah. Like it's not like Barry's from another planet. Like, I get that there's more people like Superman because he's from another planet. Is Barry from another planet? Barry isn't, but... Is Wade from another planet? There is a lot of... A lot of the Flash, from what I understand, is not uh, interplanetary, but interdimensional. So a lot of the stuff that has to do with it is between dimensions. So he's from a dimension where he can run really fast? Maybe I should... Let's just stop. Just <laughs> Let's just stop. Can you read a book? <laughs> Can you read a book for once? Uh, it's it's kind of like my whole thing with... Nah, you know what? I'm not going to do this. It goes um, deep. Well, okay. So here's the thing. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's man. the deal. Uh, the Flash, I'd say, out of any of the other DC TV shows, has the most heart. And the core of it is really interesting and dramatic and good. Because at its core, and this is the same thing for the the Flash movie that's coming out, is that Barry Allen, even though he's a superhero, he's like you know most good superheroes, a tragic figure because his mother was killed when he was very young, and he spent his entire life trying to figure out who killed his mom. Mm. Right, his dad was framed for the murder, but it wasn't him; it was somebody that ran real fast. And 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 murdered her, in cold blood. Yes. Oh. And so he gets involved with the police. He he tries to figure it out. He gets his powers, his speed, and um, so thus this movie is about him going into trying to stop his mother's killer before she gets killed. Oh. And in thus doing so, different dimensions, chaos, chaos etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's a it's a it's a very interesting story, and I that's why I like about it. And I honestly didn't really know much about the Flash before the TV show either. Mm. So I'm, I'm tired just from hearing you talk about it. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Sounds like too much. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't. Still not interested. Okay. I make, tried. Make a Black Flash. Is there a Black? There flash? is a Black Flash. <laughs> See, I don't know shit, dude. <laughs> there are plenty of flashes. Don't worry. <laughs> plenty of flashes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get into any of that. I will, though, probably watch the movie just because, like you said, it is very interesting to see what happens with uh, with this Flash movie. Yeah. And uh, Ezra Miller, mm-hmm. what they do next, or what they're even allowed to do next. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that is 
partially the reason why I'm more excited for DC right now than I am for the MCU. Yeah. So sue me. So sue me. What about you? I'll be honest, man. I'm not really exhausted. I just kind of, uh, I don't have the same like fiery passion that I, that we had for, for these movies, but yeah. I'm not like, to me, they just have become like a, uh, 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 like another part of Hollywood where mm-hmm. there's rom-coms get made, horror movies get made, action movies get made, superhero movies get made. It just now to me has just become like part of the DNA of Hollywood. Sure. And I think that there's a lot of people who still think that superhero movies as a genre is this temporary thing that they're having this, they're having a moment or now we're past the part they wanted or they thought and wanted it to be a thing where they were just having like like cinephiles have this idea that like, why are they still making Marvel movies? And it's like, it's like they were Westerns or something. Right. And it's like, they make trillions of dollars. Yeah. They're never going to stop making these movies. Yeah. They continue to never, they will bleed these fucking movies dry. Well, and the thing is, they're malleable enough to you can make a western superhero movie yeah. you know you can make a sci-fi superhero movie you can make a really dark gritty superhero movie you know yeah. like it's it can be anything you want it to be yeah so it's just the problem is they've been the same thing for the past like five years pretty much yeah. which i get that i get that people are upset about that i mean yeah. you watch the new thor movie and it's like i won't you still haven't watched it? <laughs> no, I haven't. Really? <laughs> I still haven't. No, that's one of those. That I'm just like I've, I've just heard so much like meh about that. I I just don't really feel like yeah. it. I mean, even the people involved are like, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, if you don't believe in it, why am I supposed to watch it? Right. True. So True. yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. But but uh, but I also I guess I was gonna make another point. I guess uh, part of it is not just that these movies. They're they're exhausting and they come out all the time. It's also that the process of of movies is kind of exhausting too. You know, there's so many come out. There's so many ways to watch them. There's so so many options. Feels like you're being bombarded with this stuff. You're just inundated with this shit. And it's just like ugh. that's like a lot of that's. I think that's like it's like a trauma response as to why <laughs> every time I go no no <laughs> ah, that's why I watch the same movies over and over again yeah it's like i i don't I, yeah, yeah. well then you add like you know prestige tv to the mix and it's like, it's like forget man, it I, I just i can't i can't keep up Got with this stuff i need to just bail on it completely right. all of it then try to fit in video games and you know social life oh Are you kidding me it's exhausting too much it is exhausting too much so yeah i mean i watch the big movies that get reviewed well or like the the big event ones like whatever they do at the end of this like the kang the conqueror or the kang the kang mysteries or like the kang or whatever they're gonna do with <laughs> the kang orang the, the kang the kang orang uh you know the kang sisters uh whatever they do with this at the end i'll be there for that sure it, apparently they're putting jonathan majors in like everything He's as, supposed to be as the, they should i mean he's gonna be the bad guy well there's a rumor that he's gonna be the bad guy in the new moon knight Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so they're just gonna have him. Which that's fucking cool. I, that I, sounds really cool. Yeah, to, I think the idea of having him be the bad guy in every movie, yeah, yeah. and it's just a different a variation. Yeah, I think that's a really fucking cool idea, and yeah. I hope they're able to pull that off. And a real test for Jonathan Majors yeah, to be like, you're gonna be a different guy, but the same guy. Yeah. So and figure that. Do out. it twelve times. Yeah. So have fun. Enjoy your paychecks. Yeah. 
go ahead and retire by the time you're 40. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. All right. I think we've I think we've bled these this this thing dry. Yeah. These, these yeah. movies. Yeah. I don't think I got anything else to say on that. No, you know, no. Just now, I'm just we're tired exhausted. Of about yeah, it. we're yeah. exhausted now. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. <sighs> oh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah. You think we got it? I know we got it. All right. Do you have a cheers? <laughs> I cheers, do have cheers? a cheer. I do have a cheers. Cheers. All right. Well, then you guys know what we got to do before we get out of here, and that's the cheers of the week. So, Obi, what do you got for me? My man? cheers of the week. Uh, last week was Rocky. Mm. This week, Creep. <sighs> All right. All right. So I feel the need to specifically cheers the Creed franchise because I think it deserves its own uh, sort of accolade because it is, I think, at least one of the first non-remake revisit to a, a series that we've had before, a franchise we've had before in a completely different light you know following a different character involving a prestige not a prestige but like a a former character that was the protagonist in this entire franchise and i think if you haven't seen it in a while creed one especially is an incredible movie Mm. it is so interesting that how they went about revisiting the rocky universe but making the Creed movie all its own and its own like footprint and identifiable traits about it while still lending enough from Rocky to make it, you know, um, I guess identifiable as part of the Rocky universe. Mm. Like it, it does such a good job of towing the line between those two of Rocky and also adding this new <clears throat> flavor to the series itself. Mm hmm. Um, and Creed 2 is really good too. Yeah. I, I had forgotten, but I think both of those movies are really good examples of how you can continue a franchise beyond its origins. Yeah. Uh, and I wish more franchises, instead of doing a, a remake, would follow this sort of formula and make it about a side character in this story or a character that wasn't even born yet, right. you know, b- before the, the start of the movie or a character we didn't, never knew about. That uh, interacts within the same world that brings new life to it. Mm. And I'm very excited to see Creed 3. Uh, still haven't seen it, speaking of Jonathan Majors. Um, but, yeah, I just, I really like, I really like what they've done with this franchise thus far. And, um, yeah, it really has no right being as good as it is. But I mean, it's, it's tough. It, that's a tough uh, balancing act of, like, because even the even the Rocky movies themselves were victims of too much self-referential stuff, and like after a while, they kind of got tired of themselves. It felt like sure. super formulaic, like it, yeah, and they kind of lost their way and wasn't really interesting anymore. And so, <clears throat> it is fun to see. Like I haven't seen Creed two, but I've seen Creed one, and it is really good. And it it was really like an accomplished way of, you know. Revisiting that universe without, you know, kicking around all the stuff that made it good in the first place. Yeah. Just taking the elements mm-hmm. that made it good. So, yeah, that's... So, we'll see. Creed 3, getting good reviews, making some money, directed by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That's really cool. He uh-huh. got his got to take over the reins of a franchise. Yeah. Fucking, what, nine movies in? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah, huge. 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 All right. Well, in keeping with uh, 
great performances in older movies and uh, 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 black people okay. <laughs> in general. Yeah. Uh, my cheers is going to, you know, a little, little ditty called Training Day and more importantly, Denzel Washington. Mm. Now, we haven't had like a, like the big talk that I want to have about the Oscars and like gimme Oscars that we've talked about off True. mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that. We talk off the mic sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I, we should probably do this on one reel in. Okay. But we, we can, you know, there's a whole other conversation. But the Cliff Notes is basically. We have a belief, and a lot of people have a belief, that sometimes you give an actor an Oscar when they don't really deserve it Mm -hmm. for that particular movie, but they deserve it. They have deserved one for years, and so you give it to them just to go, all right, here we go. We've knocked it out, right? Some examples, I think, are... Scorsese winning for The Departed when he should have won for Goodfellas. That is just a criminal offense that deserves death. (laughs) Okay. Maybe tone that down. (laughs) Maybe not death. Sorry, you're right. Uh But he didn't deserve to win for The Departed. It's an incredible movie, but it's not his best movie. The the fact of the matter is... A lot of people would even fight you in saying it's incredible. I love it, but a lot of people say it's bad. Yeah. Which I I disagree. I I disagree disagree immensely with that. Uh... Another good example is Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio winning an Oscar for The Revenant. He doesn't even really do anything in that movie. He fights a bear. That's yeah. What the? What are you talking about? That's his best acting role. Yeah. Really? Better <sighs> than The Departed. <sighs> Better than, <sighs> <laughs> Come half, on, that's dude. In, in that's half, half the movie. The movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a ridiculous Oscar win. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, I always kind of had the belief that even though I thought Training Day was a great movie and I thought Denzel Washington's performance in Training Day was worthy mm-hmm. of an Oscar, I did also think that he deserved to win for Malcolm X. Of course. And he didn't get it because they had to give a gimme to Al Pacino for right. Sake of a Woman. Dunka Chino. Dunka, Dunka, Dunka. And so with this one, I always kind of felt that there was kind of half a gimme. And... I take that back. Okay. I walk that back immensely because mm-hmm. I rewatched it the other day and I, with the explicit notion of like, how good is this performance? Mm-hmm. And it's so goddamn good. Yeah. I couldn't even believe that I thought that it wasn't what it was. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so multi layered. It's so visceral. It's so smart. He does so much in this movie that you can't even keep up with. Like he plays like three different guys. He's playing mind games with Ethan Hawke's character. He's playing mind games with literally everyone in the movie. He has this plan. If you haven't seen Training Day, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to do a spoiler alert for Training Day, okay? Watch the movie. Sure. He, long story short, he owes money to people and at, that's the climax of this movie. Mm. It's like it's all leading to this thing. Everything, every single thing he does in the movie is playing, is manipulating Ethan Hawke's character and manipulating the world around him so that he can save his own neck. Right. And and he he like walks through this movie like 
bending the world around him like he like he's rippling the universe it's fucking incredible what he does every fucking word out of his mouth and you're just like i don't know if he's really a corrupt cop or if he's doing this uh you know to see how jake hoyt is gonna react or is he really as bad as he is is this what it means to be a good cop Mm -hmm. to in a in a bad world like it's so good yeah i was just you know, it was like four in the morning, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Of course it was." Yeah. It's the only time you watch movies. <laughs> Literally the only time. Ugh. So yeah, I, I, you know, Training Day is a great movie, but it is elevated to the stratosphere by Denzel Washington's performance sure. in yeah. that movie, which doesn't take away from the fact he should have still won for Malcolm X. Absolutely, he I think have that's three Oscars. I think that's why people push for it being a gimme Oscar so much is because he deserved it before. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, no, I I think it. Well, he should have three Oscars. He sure. has sure. the glory, and he's and he should have Malcolm X, and he's got Training Day. He should have three. Yeah. So that's that's that. Yep. All right. We got to review these brewskis before let's, we get out of let's here. Let's do it. All right, then let's do it. Uh, do tonight's it. brew it. was from Sullivan's Brewing Company. Sullivan's. Their Maltings Irish Ale. Obi, what'd you think of this brewska? It's uh, it, it, it it is indeed multi, mm-hmm. and it's Irish and red. Yeah, wow. wow! Look at that! Wow! Uh, no, it's, it's like really good. A podcast talking about beer for you. It is really good. Um, you know, something that we have often uh, reflected on is beers that really don't go over the top and really just do what they set out to do. And I feel like this is exactly what that is. Um, is very much just a smooth multi irish red ale and uh you know i can't i can't fault it for any of that it's very good it's very very tasty um i don't often go for red ales but if i were in the mood i would go back to this one very easily i you know i i think it deserves a five i don't really see any way that it could be much improved Mm -hmm. only things that are particular to my own palate yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think if, if you're a big fan of the Irish Reds, up your alley. All right. I am going to give this guy a 5.5. Wow. I think for everything that you kind of laid out, the fact of the matter is, 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 it does what it says it does. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's yeah. what we always talk about on this show. It's yep. like, if you are going to tell me what the tasting notes are supposed to be, and then all I get is fucking grapefruit and hops, mm-hmm. then you failed, I think. Yeah, for sure. And this is a very simple beer, mm-hmm. but it's very, it's, 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 um, the notes are distinct, easily identifiable, and delicious. Yeah. I don't know how you can do much better than that. The only reason I don't give it a six is because, like, is it on the level of, like, Delirium or St. Bernardus or, you know, these other six out of sixes? Sure. I don't know. That's sure. tough. It's going to – time will tell. Maybe yeah, we'll yeah. revisit we this revisit. And, and I say, you know, a year from now or two years from now that it is a six out of six. Yeah. Kind of hard to put it on the same – is it in the same tier of like sure. some of the greatest beers ever made? I think I have to have more red ales <clears throat> to explore that a bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, how much does it live above, mm-hmm. you know, truly good red sure. ales? I've had a few, you know, 
decent ones, but none as good as this. I think this is my favorite red ale so far. Yeah, this is really good. So, a five for you, sir, and a 5.5 for me. Mm -hmm. You think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In podcast for myself, Martha Dupa, and for Adam, Obesius Rodriguez. R.I.P. Lance Reddick. Ah, we didn't even... Had to throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Drink delicious beer. And have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you.